Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NBA. Just like everybody else, you know, you'll have those days if we do get back to it, however much time that they give us to get back in the gym and get together as a team, we'll take full advantage of it. To me, it's a 50-50. I mean, we could easily pick up right where we left off. That's Laker assistant Phil Handy saying it would be easy to resume play in the NBA. The Lakers, of course, in first place in the Western Conference. Still a long break, 50-50. I guess 50-50, anything could happen coming out of a break. You could pick up where you were, or you could find it tough to rediscover that form, get right into that groove. I don't know, I hadn't really considered that. It seems like it's a long way off still, PK. Yeah, you know what I've been thinking about this? You're talking about how the players need X amount of time when they come back. And to one degree or another, uh, I think they're seeing staying at least nominally active, right? They're not just entirely sitting on the Couchella weekend, as it's been called. They're doing something, I would think, you know, some form of exercise. And so I was seeing how this relates to uh, missionaries coming back. And basically, they're saying, you know, you're off a month. You need two to three weeks, if not four weeks, the exact time you've been off, to get back what you lost. And the missionaries are off for two years. Now, I realize they have some form of exercise. They're not just totally sitting. But it's nothing like the competitive aspect that they need to compete at a high level, their conditioning and their weight training and all that stuff. So it's made me think how we bring these kids back a couple of months, three months, four months, maybe six, seven months before the season starts, and they're supposed to be in shape after being off for two years, and we've had so many people caution us about NBA players, they're going to need some time to come back, and I haven't served a mission, I haven't played Division One athletics, but I can only imagine relating the two, how, it must, how difficult it must be for these young men and young women, some of them, when they come back to try to get some form of conditioning and weight training and so forth to get something back in resemblance of shape it's got to be awfully difficult because we're hearing these professionals who've been training their whole lives basically miss a month and they're acting like uh, justifiably but they're acting like wow they're going to need so much time in order to avoid injury and these missionaries do it and of course we see them get injured and i've kind of related the two together to uh, draw a path a line to see how difficult it must be so if a missionary's gone two years, we assume they need a year when they get back to get into shape because the, the people who come back and try to play at the, you know, after four or six months seem to get hurt. So it's kind of that, you know, half the time you're gone, you need to get in shape. So yeah. if these players are going to be off from mid-March to, I don't know when, if they started mid-June, that's after three months, would they need six weeks to get into shape? Could they still do it in four Yaks in there, like, doing math, rolling his eyes, twitching. You would actually be laughing if you could see him right now. <laughs> so, uh, quite a bit of startup time, no matter how you do the math. Whether you think it's a month or six weeks, if they're going to be out 90 days, it just doesn't seem like they're going to pop back. I wonder what kind of experience Phil Handy has with this. You know, players who've been through an injury, surgery, rehab, especially if it's something major, the ACL, the Achilles, not just where you're out, you know, a few weeks, but where you're out six months or more. 
they probably have a little bit of experience of what it takes to get back. You wouldn't have to overcome the injury, but you still would have that, you know, while you're laid up, you're not you're not maintaining your skills. Is Phil Handy from that Handy and Handy company? Because I've never heard of Phil Handy. I don't know. Is he handy? Maybe in a basketball sense? As opposed to, you know, doing a project at your house that you don't want to do? Wrestling with the swamp cooler or the AC? Uh, tying my shoes? Yeah. I don't remember him, but it says he played at the University of Hawaii. So there you go. College basketball player. Uh, Jacqueline Cruz Towns, the mom of uh, Timberwolves star Carl Anthony Towns, passed away due to complications from COVID-19. She was 58. Towns revealed that his dad had tested positive for the virus, but it began recovering while his mom's condition had continued to deteriorate. And the other uh, NBA headline, the Chicago Bulls fired GM Gar Foreman on Monday after 10 years in his role, 22 years with the team. Move came soon after the Bulls confirmed the hiring of Nuggets GM Arturis Karnasovas as the franchise's executive vice president of basketball operations. No surprise there with the change. I think that was all kind of assumed. And what do you think, coaching change now for the Bulls or in another year? How long do you take uh, to get know. to know the organization? Seems like they're cleaning house here. Uh, sure, yeah. I uh, meant Jim Boylan is dead man walking probably, but it seems like uh, that's just about the case for almost every NBA coach at some point. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I understand it. And Matt Rule sitting there looking at who, who are the best football players that I have at my disposal right now. Christian McCaffrey is right up there. In fact, he's probably number one. Jason LaConfora from CBS Sports talking about Christian McCaffrey and is he worth $16 million a year? He's got a four-year extension with the Carolina Panthers. He is the highest paid running back in NFL history. A lot of clubs like to split that running back position and not pay either guy a lot of money. There's a handful of teams with stars who pay him, and Christian McCaffrey hits the jackpot. Yeah, well, he's really good. ESPN NFL Network are going to join forces for this year's NFL Draft. They're going to produce a broadcast that will air on both networks over all three days and originate from ESPN headquarters in Bristol. So if you like one or the other, the personalities or whatever, you flip back and forth, you're going to find out it's it's going to be the same thing. Full steam ahead now, PK. We're, uh, what are we, nine days out, I think. Finding out from sure. Find out where Jordan Love is going. How many Utes are actually going to be drafted? It's going to be at least six, but is it going to be seven or eight or nine? What's going to happen? I think those are the uh, the big stories for us here locally. Uh, at the top of the draft, everybody's expecting Joe Burrow. A new episode of Detail on ESPN Plus. Alabama head coach Nick Saban says, "I think Joe Burrow has great vision. Does a good job with pre-snap reads and knows where he's going to go with the ball. He can also extend plays and scramble throw, which I think is really really important. Puts a lot of pressure on the defense. So Joe Burrow is going to have a fantastic." to career in the NFL. I wonder, did he go to Davis Vision to get that great vision? I don't believe he did. Oh, I did. Former Vikings and Seahawks quarterback Tavares Jackson was killed in a car crash Sunday. He had served as Tennessee State's quarterback's coach in 2019 after coaching at his alma mater, Alabama State, following his retirement from the NFL. 
And the NFL and the Players Association finalized plans for modified offseason workout rules to govern the 2020 season with the team being unable to gather at team facilities right now. So this goes back to uh, what you were saying about basketball stars. Players who've been off here in the offseason, the usual routine to get ready to go, not going to be the same. It's going to have to be some kind of routine to get them ready for the NFL season, but it's definitely not going to be the same. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. There's a third scenario that's gaining momentum and that on the surface might sound preposterous, but I think a lot of reasonable people feel like it might be the most prudent course of action, and that's football in the spring. Beginning at some point in February into March, April, May, maybe you have the postseason in June. That would have to be reshuffled a bit. It would be bizarre. It would wreak havoc on some other sports in that time of year, but to avoid the financial disaster of having no football season in the academic year, I think it might be a fallback position. Chris Fowler, 2021 spring football for college football gaining momentum. I think he went to 1280thezone.com and has been listening to our show. It's good to hear Chris catch up, don't you think, PK? Oh, sure, yeah. If that's what you think, that's what I think. (laughs) And I assume that he's talked to people uh, in the higher levels of the sport and maybe people at ESPN, and it sounds like uh, they really are weighing that which is what we got told a couple weeks ago. I could live with that under the circumstances. If it has to be, it has to be. So I don't understand how it would wreak havoc on other spring sports. But nevertheless, the situation being what it is and the financial implications, I mean, these are serious issues here. You cannot just overlook money. I mean, you can't. I mean, people have lost their jobs. And uh, who knows who would be affected without a season and all that type of stuff. So if that's what they need to do, uh, just give us a heads up and uh, we'll plan accordingly. I think when they talk about wreaking havoc, they talk about so the uh, whole NCAA tournament is going to compete with college football quadruple headers. And there's going to be college football right through the NCAA Final Four. So I can see where they are thinking it have a pretty big impact on, uh, on one of their other big moneymakers. But it's still better than not having football. We've heard from people financially that that would devastate athletic departments and lead to lots of layoffs. Yeah, but see, I think that basketball could move around. And instead of having Thursday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday in the beginning, you have Tuesday, Thursday, uh, or Wednesday, Friday, something along those lines. And so you can move basketball, and it doesn't necessarily have to be on the weekend. And I still think that because of the fact that you didn't have the tournament this season, next year would be that much more enjoyable no matter when they had it. And basketball is a sport that is easily shuffleable, which isn't a word, but you get the point. And, you know, you can play a couple of days and two games in a three-day span. Obviously, you can't do that with football. It's just too taxing. So, sure. Uh, I don't know that that would necessarily wreak havoc, though. I mean, I think we would adjust to that, and that would be sort of fun. I, I think what we're looking at, and we, we know we've talked about this with other sports, uh, how in a year and a half, if the Masters was able to pull it off in November, well, on Masters Sunday, you're going to have NFL football, too. So we're going to go uh, estimated, unspecified length of time without anything, and then when it comes back, it's like uh, you're going to get all of it. You know what I mean? You're just going to get a ton of stuff, 
And so in that regard, it's going to be somewhat fun to be flicking around. If it comes to pass and actually happens on Masters Sunday, you know, I'm watching golf and then I flick over and I'm watching football or whatever it might be. And so we're going to have all this stuff jammed in to try to get a season from the leftover season. And in that way, I think we as sports fans will just make adjustments uh, accordingly. As much as we talk about spring football and as much as it is a realistic option, it is not a done deal. There are still other timetables and other plans that could happen. And the college football playoff executive director, Bill Hancock, told ESPN, we're planning on a CFP. That's what our staff is doing as we speak, and we're planning for it on time. It's too soon to speculate. It's only April. It's just too soon. It's premature. The decision about whether to have a season and a college football playoff won't be made by coaches and commissioners. It'll be made by the medical people. We have to be prepared, and we will be prepared to have a playoff. So, Well, you know what they can do on that, on the playoff? Just start the season with the playoff because we pretty much know the teams that are going to be in it anyway. <laughs> Alabama, check. Clemson, check. Ohio State, check. Everybody else, you're fighting for one berth. You too, Notre Dame, you're not special. I mean, think about that. If we gave you six teams, I'd take uh, uh, Oregon. Choose six. Oregon and Oklahoma. So, how how many five. of those would you get accurate? I think I, you would get three. I would get all, it, maybe all four. Right. I would get three or four because I would take yeah. it. I would take Alabama. I would take Clemson, and this is about even working on it. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. Oklahoma and Oregon, and I really would need to do some homework on the sixth one. Notre Dame, who else in the SEC is primed for a big season and maybe could break through because we've seen Auburn do it. We've seen LSU do it. You know, is there somebody else? um, Notre Dame. I'm going to put out the name Jaden Daniels. ASU. In my dreams. (laughs) What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water software at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, uh, Peter Costelli, the 2021 Utah quarterback commit, played at Mission Viejo High School, four-star guy. He's going to join us at 9 o'clock. Is Coach Chad Johnson at 8 o'clock. Danny Tarkanian, author of Rebel with a Cause, a biography of his dad, Jerry Tarkanian, is going to be here at 9.30. Coming up next, what are you craving? What are you really missing? What are you really wishing for? You're at home a lot. You're missing something. What is it? We will get to that next. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.